famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub the blockout sports pod is back on the air from behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub i am your host and moderator for this evening my name is travis carter over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow the tuna country matt kempf and bellied up to the bar is a man who just last night was elected in a landslide as the president of fun the fabulous one, Freddie Bender. All right. I'll, I will take that. And thanks for all your votes, people. Appreciate that. <laughs> Definitely the president of something. <laughs> Fellas, how are we doing tonight? It's good to be back. Uh, it's good to see you guys. Everybody doing okay? Doing great. Yeah, man. Toledo's on TV. How can we not do, be doing great? They are they are. winning, oh, Tuna? Yeah, yes, they, they are. are they are. And <clears throat> so are the Washington Wizards. Oh, Okay. Thoughts, Freddie. Uh, well, Thoughts on the Wizards, Freddie. One and seven and going downward. <laughs> um, I want to uh, thank everybody for listening. Obviously, we are on social media, as always, on Twitter and on Facebook at Blockout Sports Pod. Uh, and I also want to thank, I uh, heard from a few listeners last week who reached out and uh, reacted to our uh, Bob Knight discussion uh, heard from actually several people who uh, had something to say about that. I heard, got some stories from other people that had an opportunity to meet Coach Knight and uh, things like that. That's always super cool. Um, and uh, I just quickly wanted to share a story that I heard from one of our listeners who was at a uh, a high school game that, coach Knight's son was playing in and I'll try to make this as brief as possible. He went to the concession stand at halftime and coach Knight's son had not played particularly well. And he said much like I did that he saw coach Knight coming. He saw the eye contact happen and he was quite frankly scared to death and uh, tried to sneak past him just like I did and he said, Coach Knight asked him, he said, uh, how'd you think Patrick played in the first half? That's his son. And he said, I was scared to death, but all that came out, he said, uh, I don't think he played very well, Coach. And he said he kind of steeled himself ready to get yelled at or whatever. And he said, Coach Knight slapped him on the back and said, uh, you're the first some bitch that's been honest with me tonight. If I hear one more asshole tell me how good my son's played tonight i'm leaving (laughs) and uh so i thought that was really cool a lot of great stories and uh that's great i do appreciate uh people reaching out and uh interacting with us um last week our picks I'm going to just uh, go out on a limb here and say uh, I went 3-0. and What? I went 3-0, and oh, by God. Oh, baby. Hope somebody followed Travis. Colin went 2-1. and one. 
uh, Freddie went one and two, and uh, Tuna kind of dragged us all down by going zero oh and three. Now hold on a second. Uh, every week we come in here and we have our picks written on this board that I'm staring at right now. And there's nothing written on that board. So if, if it's not on the board, I don't see how it actually happened. Well, uh, that's called magic. And You can blame Jody for not being here last week for that. Ike sure didn't write it on Well, I, I'm pretty sure that my picks didn't go 0-3 because I think you guys are talking rubbish. Well, I know what they were. One of them was LSU. No, I don't even remember that. that was. I think you're crazy talking. I was all over Bama in that one. So we went six and six as a collective last week. Uh, this week we will have the full uh, the full complement of five of us. Yeah, I, I, we I only know. had four you last bet the week. So. I did bet the Gators, <laughs> uh, which would be the last time for that. I think I've been on here every week talking about how bad the Gators are. Yeah, and then every week when I say how bad they are, you turn around and say, "Oh, oh they're actually pretty good. Well, they're they're starting to get three, it together." Five and three. Yeah, was it like two and six? Arkansas goes into the swamp and Just shows them who up, their daddy switch is. Switch up and bet Carolina from now. No, on. sir. <laughs> you need to go with them Louisville Cardinals. D- can't bet your team, buddy. That goes against all rules and regulations of sports gambling. Okay. Um, <laughs> and speaking about your team, uh, I would like to uh, throw it around the room and ask you guys how your teams did uh, last weekend, not just necessarily your college or pro teams that you root for. I'd also like to hear how your fantasy team did in the blockout sports pod as we are getting into the nitty-gritty here of the season. Uh, I would be remiss. I think I did not mention this before, that Jody back here uh, running the whiteboard has actually beaten myself, Tuna, and Fred this season in fantasy football. Oh, he's got the blockout cup trophy. So right now, right now he is uh, looking... He's looking pretty good at being uh, the champion of the downstairs pub little sub league. But, uh, Tuna, how did your sports weekend go? Well, obviously, um, Kansas City uh, took over Germany and uh, proved to all of the NFL that the Dolphins are, in fact, frauds. Uh, We all knew it. Yeah, they haven't. They're fun. They they can't play anyone. They haven't beat a winning team. Nope. Nope. Um, anytime they, and, and believe me, Kansas city struggled in that game. That was, we, did. we, we did everything possible to, to, to give that game away. It didn't even score in the second half. You didn't get anything from Swifty. <laughs> no, uh, I think teams have figured the chiefs out. If you shut down Travis Kelsey, then, uh, they have no one else that can Hell, catch Pacheco the ball. ain't getting any looks anymore. I don't know nope. that. He's nope. the toughest guy on the and team. And we lead the, uh, NFL in drops and. I don't know. Our receiver room is a mess. But either way, wins are wins, and anywhere you can get them in the NFL is great. And, and the defense is fantastic. The, this is the best defense Kansas City's had right. probably in right. 10, 15 years since Bob Sutton was there, and, and we had no choice but to run Jamal Charles and play defense. And I um, sat I sat your defense uh, worried about that. I think Miami everybody offense, did. In, in, in the world of fantasy football, why would anyone start them against that high-powered Dolphins offense? Uh I would say maybe you started them because you forgot to take them out because <laughs> that's what happened to me. Perfect. I meant I meant to take them oh, out of my that. lineup mm-hmm. and then forgot that they were playing the morning game. 
So when I woke up, I went, oh, no, I blew it. I totally forgot. They ended up scoring like 25 points there you go. for me. So And uh, speaking oh. of the world of fantasy football, though, I, I believe it wasn't n- too long ago that um, our shadow producer over there, Jody, brought me in a box of tuna helper <laughs> because I was – I oh, see it. I'm looking oh at and it. five, oh and six, or something yeah. like that in fantasy yeah. football. Um, tuna's getting hot. Yeah, you are. Tuna's getting, tuna's hot. getting hot. You might need to pour that What's in a bowl with some milk and three mix straight. It up. I think the tuna helper needs two straight. Tuna helper, two straight or three? Two, I don't know. Two. It's three. Three straight. Three straight. Three wow. straight. I'm on fire. I almost so think- do not, guys. Do not let me. In the playoffs. I almost okay. think. Because if I win this thing, you know how much crap I'm going to talk. I almost think that, that there needs to be some sort of a bet relative to the box of tuna helper that is sitting over your head right now. <laughs> yeah. Like. Uh, if he loses, he takes a bath in it. No. That's I think, disgusting. I think, <laughs> I think if tuna makes the playoffs, uh, Fred should have to eat a bowl of that down here. Oh, mercy. <laughs> just raw. You just got to be over there crunching on it. I don't even want it cooked. Just yeah, eat it like true. chips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does it really? I mean, it's going to be disgusting whether it's cooked or raw, I would think. Yeah, it's not even Chef Boyardee. It's kind <laughs> of like Who budget, walks into the grocery store deal. and is like, that looks good. I want to eat that. That's one of the most disgusting looking things I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what I love is a can of tuna. But what would make it even better is some generic noodles and fake <laughs> cheese sauce. Yeah, Jesus, that'll make it a that is a gourmet dinner God, like man. you cannot imagine. Uh, tuna uh, outside of Kansas City and your fantasy team. Uh, how about the other teams that uh, that you root for, whether it be Louisville football, basketball? <coughs> um. Well, I'll start off with the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are the front runner for Shohei Otani. The news is coming out, so we're, we're getting there. I know nobody cares about that. Um, the uh, football team continues to roll, and something's about to happen that I did not think was a possibility. As of right now, there's about an 84% chance that Louisville plays for an ACC championship. Brahms ahead of schedule. I mean, if you would have told me going into this year that Louisville, from what we dealt with last year, that Louisville would have a shot at the ACC championship, I told you you're batshit crazy. But the fact that I've been looking at hotel rooms in Charlotte, I mean, we're about there. I don't want to jinx us because some crazy stuff could happen over these next two weeks. We just got to keep our heads down, continue to play good football and win. And luckily, we're not relying on Jack Plummer to get this done, I believe, against Virginia Tech, he ended up uh, only throwing the ball 12 times, 11 for 12 for, like, what, 120 yards or something like Which that. That's was, perfect. That's what I want from him. And, uh, you know, I never would have thought that a Brom team would ever have a quarterback that's that what I was gonna 13 say. passes in a ball game. The amazing thing about this is watching the development of, of Jeff Brom. Like, he went from this wide open, going to gun it out. He's saying, this is the guys that I have, and I'm going to design a playbook around the talent that I have on this team. Which is what good coaching is all about. And you know how hard it has to be for him to be over there 
and just running the ball and running the ball and him just being like, I want to let it loose a little I bit. Know. I want to let it loose a little bit. That's okay. Yeah, and I think the pit game kind of transitioned him a little bit because they did kind of throw it around a little bit in that game when they didn't really need to. Yeah. Uh, they didn't rely on – I know Jordan didn't Such play. Such a but weird game. It was, but you had two other running backs that were, you know, very capable in that game, and, and he, he put it on Plummer a little bit, and now – he knows he has running backs and an offensive line and a defense that if you can get those guys off the field, not put too much pressure on them, leave them out there, that they are going to hold it down for you. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to sidestep over to the world of basketball. Uh, I'm going to keep this short. We, we suck again. All right, let's go on about our business. What do you got, Fred? Well, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide were victorious in a – handily uh in a tight battle to the third quarter and uh one back and forth back and forth quarterbacks running all over the place no one could stop either one of them i think i thought that one would do that i didn't know that milrow would be able to to run like he did uh but one interception when you're on that little pace of going back and forth back and forth it was a great Three quarters to watch. I, I just say something. We just talked about like Brahm adjusting. I think what's happening here is Tommy Reese is he adjusting. He has really now. made some good adjustments. He's saying, "Hey, this is the talent I got in Milrow right. and Jace McClellan. Let's do this." Yeah, and Gary was even calling out and showing you some of the mm -hmm. plays that he had uh, put in place uh, that weren't there versus Texas and uh, a couple of those other teams earlier in the year. Uh, um. Our kicker uh, broke the NCAA record for scoring. <laughs> they did jinx Will him Reichert, on that field goal. And then goal, he misses though. two they, field goals. They, they, they were just talking about it and talking about it. And I'm like, and I think he even called so, Gary out. Well, there you go, Gary. Yeah, so he's the was the SEC champ. Now he's the collegiate champion in scoring. And then he misses two field goals. Hmm. Uh, I still love Will. We're going to need him as we move forward. But our defense really did put it together. Dallas Turner's having one of the best years. I, I, I'll be honest with you, dude. I think he's playing better than Will Anderson ever did his final season. Oh, no, no. Um, uh, Will I, Anderson put – Will Anderson's final season, I agree with. Yes. The Will Anderson's sophomore, sophomore season, season was incredible. Right. Um, but but I think Dallas Turner might turn out to be a better player, to be honest with you. Uh, was that game against LSU that impressive for Dallas Turner to you? Because I, I, no, I didn't I, think so. I, I, I think he, like he's had an amazing year, but that game he didn't do anything yeah, to really impress me. I mean, I just thought, thought our defense as a whole did well. I mean, I didn't expect them to run, run the football much, but the quarterbacks, they lit us both up. We mm. lit them up. They lit us up. I thought their wide receivers would really hurt our corners. They didn't as much. Um, so, Terrion Arnold did play in that game and played well. So, that helped us out. Malachi Moore had a great game. Uh, but, anyways, we move on. We're undefeated in the SEC. Uh, our our destiny is, in, is set. We got a huge game against Kentucky at Kentucky at noon. Uh, can't wait to talk about that here later on. And that rolls me right into Kentucky, who went down to Mississippi State and said, "Stick those cowbells where they, where where you want to stick them. We're going to run the football, smash mouth you." And that game was over before it started. It was. 
It was. Uh, yeah, the, and that was a game that I, I really had a great feeling about Kentucky in that game. Uh, I knew that they were going to just basically do what they did and just go, we're going to smash mouth you. And that's what uh, that's pretty much what they did the whole game and took care of business. They didn't, they weren't, you, you would think a game like that on the road that they're over, that they're looking for Alabama, they're looking to that game. They did not. They did their jobs, and uh, that was a really good win on the road for uh, at night for uh, Mark Stoops. Um, and so, then, how do you handle that this weekend? I know, dude. I, like, it, it's tough because when I went to UK, I mean, I grew up. My dad was a huge UK fan through and through, and his brothers were all U of L fans, so I was on his side. And then once I went to Bama in 91, 92, and when I was going to school at UK and went down there and slummed and went to an Iron Bowl, and they're like, oh, my God. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is way different than UK football. I think if I was in your situation, and I would probably just, like, leave and go out in the woods for a couple hours it's, it's and then just get out and game. check the score at the end of it. It really is. But even when I went to UK, everyone knew that I was a Bama fan, even back then. Uh, you know, I didn't just flip the flip the, the tape. But um, it's always a tough game, dude. And luckily, it only happens once every six years. Now, that may change moving forward. But uh, we're, I'm going to watch it with all my – I'm not going to the game. Uh, it's a 12 o'clocker, too difficult to ha- to really get it on. Uh, I would obviously want to be in the Bama section if I'm going, and I wouldn't be. And I'm just going to – we've been watching games all year with the U.K. crew at my house, and we're going to continue to do that. And finally, we're going to match up together and have some fun, drink some bourbon, and I'm – breaking out the Blackstone, and we're going to have brunch, breakfast, Bloody Marys, mimosas. Let's get it on. I think you should take every UK fan over there Saturday morning and make them stay in the garage. and like <laughs> At the garage bar. And then line them out where they can't get out. <laughs> and then you have the capstone to yourself there for you Bama. Go. Well, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'll have to be there because that TV is seven seconds ahead. In so, the garage? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm all over that. Uh, uh, we did. I'm not gonna uh, drink any kerosene. But speaking of drinking <laughs> kerosene, going to a Bengals game. How about the Bengals, buddy? You talk about a hot team in the NFL right now. Watch out for Joe Burrow, Chase, T. Higgins. They're all trucking. They're all. We're playing really good football. Uh, I think we found our niche. Now, Everybody's Travis. healthy. I want you to answer and a question. Watch out, Tuna. Just two weeks ago, um, was Freddie not in here giving you and I crap about saying the Bengals were going to be good again? Yes. And he's saying, I called it. I told I you did. we were going to suck. I did. I blah, blah, blah. Why well, didn't say we were going to suck? I just thought we'd have a down year where we probably wouldn't get in. I just don't high understand where you'd playoffs. see that. Like, I don't know, man. It's just uh, when you're a Bengals fan, <laughs> you're just not used but they've had two years of, of incredible winning. success, and the core players I think I are needed back that, for a third. I needed that third year. No big coaching yeah, changes. Needed, well, like, Eli Apple's gone, thank God. That's a huge guy. Well, that send. helps. That doesn't hurt. Like, um, but, uh, you know, it, it is – I'm I'm loving that. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't – I've watched a couple U.K. basketball games. Uh, I did see – 
the great uh, white hope for uh, Alabama, uh, Dr. Duncanstein, whatever you want to call him. Uh, there's a kid that has like a 40-something-inch vertical for Alabama that's just slamming. He looks like Opie Taylor. Uh, keep an eye on him in basketball, Tuna. He is fun to watch. And uh, I'm sure Nate the, cat, the Cats have taken care of business in basketball. I haven't really played anybody um, like UofL, but uh, I think they got victories. And uh, UofL got their one-point win. So, How's your fantasy team doing, Fred? Fantasy team, Travis, uh, I am four and five uh, right now. Well, you only got and one more win than I you do. You know what's frustrating is uh, I, I played the leader of the pack and played him tough. Uh, only lost, uh, I, I mean, hell, I scored 140 points. I mean, I thought I did well. I I love my team uh, so much to the fact where I'm not sure who to start. I, I mean, you know, um, uh, Kamara, huh? I mean, I, I got them all. And it's all coming together because now I have some buys. I'm playing Colin, who I noticed is on a, who I lost by half of a point to, who is... Lost three in a row, so I'm going to catch him wounded like a deer uh, out there. Yeah, he just lost to me last okay. week. Well, you better rest up because next week you got the tuna can. Okay, I got the tuna can. Well, there's my there's my rundown, Travis Carter. Uh, and I just want to say for all those corn dogs out there, roll damn tide! <laughs> well, last weekend, uh, Indiana came out of nowhere and beat Wisconsin in what I would consider to be one of the more improbable wins of the season, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it was fun to watch. I felt great for the kids. Uh, <clears throat> the Colts went to Carolina and beat the Panthers, who are an absolute train wreck. Like That game was... Did you just cut off IU that quick? Well, they that was won. a great win, man. They yeah. won. Dude, you that know, was a pretty you, big hey, win, When man. you're having the the biggest, like, you know, I mean, you do something happened when you fired that coach, Travis. I mean, something changed. You played Penn State tight, and then you beat Wisconsin. That was a big win for you all. I really, I, I was, it was surprised. It, well, I, everyone was shocked. I, I, I. Uh, I was you know, very happy for you, sir. The thing is, there's three games left. They play at Illinois this weekend. Then they play uh, Michigan State. And then they play Purdue. <laughs> and if they win those three games, unbelievably, they're going to a bowl. Yeah. So the whole season is in front of them. Uh, I'm not really sure how to process the fact they won that game last week. I couldn't believe that they did. What is your record? Uh, well, three. they're three, three and six. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're three and six. So they've got to win the next three games to get to six and six. I got to tell you, I made a bet on you all, future bet for the year. <laughs> <laughs> Which was? Did you think I took the over or the under? <laughs> I took the under before the season started. I did started. too. Okay. And we're going to lose that because uh, Wisconsin game made that was a bit. Dude, I'm just happy for y'all. When I saw that score, I wasn't, I was at the L game. 
I was like, wow. I knew that you you guys and all your buddies in Bloomington had to be uh, happy with that over Fickle. Yeah, I, I mean, and he had uh, beat Indiana the last couple years at uh, when he was at Cincinnati. And so, you know, whatever. It was, it's fine. It was good. I hope. It's fine. For, it was it's good. It's hard to be humble. I hope for the kids. <laughs> I hope for the kids' sake. They win the rest of their games. They get to go to a bowl game. I don't think the program necessarily is going in the right direction, no matter what happens, but uh, it's always better to win than it is to lose. Uh, the Pacers are playing great basketball. They're a fun team to watch right now. Indiana basketball is a work in progress. A lot of young guys. Uh, they got a tough win last night against Florida Gulf Coast. Um Dunk City. That's right. And uh but uh that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> <clears throat> I did want to Pacers playing good. Now get into the college football playoff rankings and where we're at uh <laughs> now and looking forward and a couple of games that had implications last week and several games that have implications this week. And where we are going looking forward. Now, there are a few teams that have played them their, themselves out of it. Uh, I'm looking at you, Oklahoma, as a team that's played themselves completely out of it. Sorry, vegetables, yeah. as you call them. Vegetables, we knew he would joke. Uh, Southern Cal. Some of us. Southern Cal's played themselves out of it. Um yeah. There's no crying in football either, by the way. Tuna and Fred, I want to know, and I'll start with Tuna. How many teams do you think have a legitimate shot to make the Final Four as we stand right now? Is it seven teams? Is it eight teams? Is it less than that? Uh, I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are on that. I think it's eight teams, and that's about it. You got – I mean, if you're going to go through the one-loss teams, I don't think Ole Miss, even if Ole Miss beats Georgia this weekend, they're not going to get to play for an SEC championship um, unless Bama loses to Auburn. But next week is kind of a buffer week in the SEC where everybody's playing a bunch of turds. Because uh, they played big schools the first and second week when some played turds. No, so hold on. Right, like Ohio State, and Michigan. Who when the SEC scheduled a bunch just, of ACC teams and got smacked, and, and Big Twelve teams and got smacked in the first I, couple. I mean, weeks. I don't know. They they well, played great, uh, yeah. good teams at the beginning. Bama played Texas mm -hmm. uh, week the, two. The, yeah, week two. While the mm -hmm. other two teams were playing pigs, and that's their one loss in other conferences. So anyway, it switches off. Anyway, I don't think people have figured that out yet. <laughs> You know, because it's the beginning of the year and and everyone's like, oh, who, oh, it's just big games, big games. But that's what happens, by the way. No one's playing everyone great all the way through every single. Okay, I struck a nerve team. on that. I'm no, going to go right into the one loss teams because okay, I don't it. think that Ole Miss has a legit shot into the Final Four. Right, they don't. I, I, they don't. So it stops right there at Bama. Um, Oregon, Texas, and Alabama all have a gripe to be the best one-loss team. 
um, I, I can't see a legitimate argument for one over the other. Um, Texas beat Alabama. That's one thing. But Alabama, I think, has looked better than Texas recently. Um, I think Oregon has looked better in all of them, but they haven't had the schedule to prove that they deserve it. So, anyway, that that's going to work itself out. And then – Yeah, Oregon's best win is Utah. Uh, and they are the 63rd strength of schedule, whereas Bama's in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's very, it's kind of the six through eight is a big debate. You're right. I think there, like I said, there's arguments for all three of them, uh, on who should be ranked higher. Uh, luckily a lot of that's going to work itself out. Um, and the same thing with the, um, undefeated teams, some of that's going to work itself out. Um, <laughs> I mean, Texas has beaten five teams with a winning record. I'd say Florida State has probably the the cleanest path to yeah, get there I, undefeated. I agree, I agree. They do have a tricky matchup with Miami this weekend. Um, <coughs> that's always kind of going to be a rival game. I don't really know. I, I don't think that should be an issue for Florida State. They'll get through that. And then um, – with Ohio State, obviously, them and Michigan are going to have to play each other, and that's going to be that's going to pose a situation. Alabama and Georgia is going to pose a situation. Um, Washington and Oregon is going to pose a situation. Right. So a lot of this is going to work itself out over the course of the next uh, three weeks. Even the four big, weeks. Even the Big Twelve too. I, I mean, somehow. I mean, in Texas, Texas probably Kansas, Oklahoma State. You've got a lot of teams in there that are. That, that I'm not sure they've all played each other yet. I mean, you could be looking at a Texas-Oklahoma State Big 12 championship game, which would kind of give Texas a walk in there as well. Um, now, Texas has a tricky matchup this weekend going to Fort Worth to play uh, Texas TCU. Christian. That's TCU Super Bowl. Uh, it's a night game. We know Hypno Toad's going to be in the stadium. Uh, that's always wild. And honestly, Texas a- Texas Christian's been a bit of a letdown this year, and they're kind of putting it all on this game. Like, this is their season. Um, so, I don't really know. I, that's going to be tricky for Texas. But other than that, I don't really know who's going to get in their way. I don't know if I see Oklahoma State beating them in a Big 12 championship game. I'm glad that Oklahoma State won Bedlam because screw any team that's leaving their conference and I want them to to lose every game. Yeah. But I would have liked to have seen an Oklahoma-Texas matchup again in the Big 12 championship, and it still may happen. But it's uh, it's going to be a little tougher road now with Oklahoma losing I got game. one for you. What's that? What if Texas wins out and Bama wins out and i'm talking in their conference championships bama wins out beat wins the iron bowl beats kentucky wins the iron bowl and goes on to now this is obviously you know they i know they have a tough game saturday i'm not looking ahead but i'm just talking ahead what if they were to beat georgia and then texas Mm -hmm. Beats a good, wins the rest of their tough schedule and wins out in the Big 12 championship. And what I'll, would happen? I'll then? add another mix on there. Let's say Oregon wins out. Right. So you have those three teams all undefeated or all with that one loss, but they've won out. And yeah. like you have three conference champions right. with one loss. Right. Okay. And then obviously you're going to have to take the Ohio State Michigan winner 
for the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, do you not And then Georgia, if Florida State runs the table, Georgia would get knocked well, out. If about, Alabama and, and beats Georgia, Georgia. And Georgia's been winning, 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 and they just have their first loss. So in the SEC championship. for that. Yeah. I it's know. not when you lose, or it's not like who you lose to, it's when you lose. I have a question. So, what if Washington wins out till the Pac-12 championship game? Mm-hmm. And then Oregon beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. They each have one loss to each other. Mm-hmm. Do they go with Oregon just because it was the latest yes. game? They're going to take. They go with they're going to take the, who had a the tougher schedule. They're going to take the winner of the conference championship game over anybody. That that will trump the win in the regular season. Um, part of it is going to be because it's going to be at a neutral site. Not right. at the home, so yep. so, yep. and I, really, it's it's I tough. That. It's tough to leave out a conference champion and, and say, "Hey, I agree, I agree." Uh, that's why I think Georgia would get left out. Um, Which is crazy. But you're gonna have like say Florida State, Ohio State. I don't see it happening. It, well, well, let's but. just say Ohio State runs it. Florida State runs it. Um, that's two right there. Alabama, Texas, and Oregon. All went out. Yeah. So you have three teams fighting for those last two spots, and right. I don't know who would get it. I there. mean, I, that's that's why you have I, the Texas. I feel like would have to get it over over Alabama just oh, because of the head to head matchup. They have to, and so it comes down to Oregon and Bama. Yeah, I mean, the, really, a lot of people think that Bama's destiny and and Georgia's destiny. Well, Georgia's destiny is in their hands. They beat Bama, they're in. They'll be undefeated. There's, if they continue on to win, I think they there's zero they chance beat Ole Miss, that they right. have a 14 playoff and leave out the SEC championship. I would be shocked, but hey, if something happens, Bama wins over Georgia and wins against Kentucky and all them and wins, and you got Washington going undefeated, Florida State undefeated. I I mean I can see where, like, could Oregon. If they win the championship, could they bust in there and then leave an SEC school out? That's why a lot of people today were talking that all the Alabama fans need need Georgia to win this game to make sure that they move up mm-hmm. the ladder, whatever. What I was thinking is, wait a minute, we beat Ole Miss, and if Ole Miss beats Georgia – I mean, why does that hurt us at all? It it shouldn't hurt you guys at all. But I think it hurts us when we get to that SEC championship and George already has a loss. Mm. You see what I'm saying? You beat the – it would be a bigger win if you beat undefeated. Right. And, and they may it, move up over I, I Ohio State. I don't think it would matter because you'd still be the SEC champion. And that's another thing. Uh, Georgia just who, – who did Georgia just play this past weekend? Missouri. Missouri. Who is what? On their on their uh, fourteenth, and Georgia didn't and and Ohio State played a dog. Georgia didn't get anything. They should, in my opinion, they should have moved up to one. They played a harder team that's in the committee's top fourteen. I'm with you, but I don't think any of that matters. Like okay. those those top five, I just but really you and I were talking that there is some inconsistencies mm-hmm. on some are the eye test Georgia Michigan. Some are strength of schedule. So I, I and you and I did talk about this where I feel like that in the end, as Herb Street and Reese say, 
it will all they will all be thinking differently when it gets tighter. Well, I'll say this: if Georgia goes out and beats Ole Miss this weekend, then they'll take the number one spot, right? Um, and, and I would I'll, think so. I want to see State play, uh, playing Michigan State, given thirty-two. Yeah, I, for me to buy into Georgia completely, though, like I want to see them beat Ole Miss by like 14, 15, 16 points. Right. Uh, I don't want a seven, eight point win. I don't want a close game. Tuna, is that game uh, at Ole Miss? At Georgia. Oh, it's at Georgia. And it's another night game. So, Georgia's had two night games this year. Right. And and one more thing I want to throw in there that I love that Galloway always throws this in because it's how I've I've thought as well, even last year on the podcast when we first started. Say a team like Notre Dame. Well, Ohio State, that's their best win or one of their best wins. Penn State's obviously their best win. But Notre Dame's a huge one. And Notre Dame's shit in the bed now. They're start. What if they fall out of the top twenty-five? How does that win really count for Ohio State? You know what I mean? Where some of those games, you know because what I mean? Because it was a road win, and at the time Notre Dame was a top ten. I just want to throw that out 10. for the listeners that are yeah. like, man, it's hard to pick a team that when you say you beat a good team, and then you look at them when it gets to the nitty gritty and they're like well they ain't no good anymore well it's like i said like you can't just sit there and say notre dame's not good when you look at their three losses it's clemson ohio state and, and louisville. louisville right uh and and they were all um on the road except for ohio true, state true so i mean notre dame's played a hell of a schedule they have. i mean they really they, have they so have. it's they always do yeah I, I don't take any – like, you can't rank Notre Dame higher than what they are just because they have those three losses. Right, but right. we all know that they're better than the 20th yeah, team. We do. You can go down the list, and, and they're better. Um, I I was talking earlier about Oklahoma State playing Texas for the Big 12 title. I think something I would love to see is, is Kansas sneaking in there and playing Texas too. again. I think Kansas gives them a better game. Kansas almost beat them down in, in Austin. So, if yeah. we can – I don't uh, see Oklahoma State giving them a tough game. I, I got to say, is Lance Leopold one of the best coaches in college football, period? I think so. Well, I mean, what he's yeah. doing down there yeah. is phenomenal. And with his quarterback He's doing it with his quarterback out. Yeah. That I Jason know. Bean kid is is yeah. playing his butt off. Yeah, he, that shows he's got some. he's done some good recruiting, too. Yes. Um, and Good and stuff there, guys. Not yeah. just that. Like, I feel like the atmosphere at those Kansas games. Yeah, yeah. Because I can remember several years ago, you know, Kansas would be playing whoever and it would be on like, you know, Fox Sports, Oklahoma or whatever. And you'd flip it on. There'd be 3,000 people in the stands. They're getting their ass beat 53 to 10. Now you turn on a game at Kansas and I mean, those people are fired up and the atmosphere is cool and the stadium looks cool. Just last year, they had an open gate if you can get in the stadium and find a seat you can get in and watch the game for free they did that just because they wanted a better atmosphere while they were winning and i think doing that here on occasion has built up the program that is unbelievable and and the conference i I, yeah i wish indiana would do something like that i think fox is done i think fox indiana would have to hand out like free beer cards quiet I'm, I'm i'm not taking shots i'm just saying like i've been to bloomington to see a game and it's kind of a dreary atmosphere you think it's a dreary atmosphere? It was kind of dreary. Who were you tailgating Maybe with? Maybe the sun was. <laughs> Maybe that, see, I, I did meet your guys, and they were fun. Who to were you tailgating with? with? We uh, now, 
let me just get something out. Uh, You've really opened up a can of worms here. Because the difference between uh, the pregame atmosphere at Indiana and Louisville uh-huh. is, I mean, you can't compare the two. Uh, I, I agree with that. You pregame at Louisville in that concrete lot. Yeah, it's terrible. There's nothing, you know, you got them old grain elevators yep. around you i'm not gonna stick You're up for in that bloomington yeah. it's beautiful it's not as bad as camping world but I, maybe it was just the weather when i was up there i don't yeah, know man yeah, and, and it was sun, just those sometimes the sun don't pop out no and it was just inside the game and and it was like it, there was like a fence going around the stadium that you had to walk oh in. oh my and god of. that was oh, that but that was so long there. ago yeah that was so long ago. Yeah. We're, I gonna mean, have, we're gonna get him back to Yonko. Yeah, I need to get back deal. up there and, and re-experience it. Get I don't the best think he's ribeye your life. I don't uh, think game before. Not I don't think before. Tuna's been there since two, since Jerry Donardo was coaching. Oh, good lord! <laughs> do, you, do you know? Do you know who was playing for Penn State when I was up there? Who? Larry Johnson was the running back. Oh, <laughs> mercy. <laughs> but as, but what y'all were talking about with uh, with Kansas and all that, I think Fox has done a great job uh, on college football. I think they've boosted it up to where they are equal, if not as good as any other. Dude, their pregame show is the best. Oh, they're great, and I'm telling you, man, and and it's uh, and and I love that they pump up them twelve o'clock games, and you can turn the TV on at eleven, eleven thirty, and they're already there talking about what their game's gonna be, and all that stuff helps get that stadium rowdy, whoever it is. That's right. And sure. I I think Fox needs to be, you know, everyone's on CBS and all. I know I always talk about that mm. with SEC and everything. But the Fox and the Big 12 and all that have done a fantastic job. Yeah, Leonard, uh, Brady Quinn, and they they brought on Mark Ingram this year, uh, who's just, doing a great everybody's job. Everybody's good. They're and all I, good. I say what you They're want about Urban Meyer, but, like, he's great on TV. Yeah. I, I really believe. Like, yeah, I despise Urban Meyer, mm. but he is tremendous. Yeah. In his role on that pregame show, yeah, they're all He's great, man. And uh, I mean, I look forward to having that when I turn my TVs on, buddy. I usually turn that one up. You know, that's uh, the, the only morning. one I'll watch on college. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I've transitioned from game day to that. Yeah, so, I will go to game day and just to see the signs yeah, and the atmosphere kinda, and, and yeah, some of that stuff. But it's a little, it's scale. fading off a little bit, man. Yeah, um, it's just. Game day is difficult for me to watch because, and I, 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 you can see right behind you, Fred. There's a picture of Coach Corso, right? Oh yeah, right back here. But nobody loves Coach Corso more. There's, we four, all there's, do. there's four or five pictures of him down here. Right. But it is increasing, and I it's under, hard to watch. I understand why he, they keep having him on. Right. But it can be a very uncomfortable, very watch. Yeah. I will Herb say, Street does his that, best. Dude, he, he knows takes, him so he well. The admiration he has for yeah, Corso, right? And, like, and he can he can guide him in the right mm-hmm. direction, buddy. He's if he says something wrong, Herb Street's all over and, and can just slide right in there. Herb Street takes but, care of him so well, right? And, and that's really neat to watch. But man, there'll be a thirty for thirty about I that. Think, trust me. I wish that they would just have Corso come out at the very end. And, and just do, do his, his thing. Do yeah. his hat thing. Yeah. yeah. And let the other guys, because I still think the other guys are great. Right. And uh, whether you like McAfee's shtick or not, I know a lot of people don't. I think he has injected some 
energy and a different kind of well, mentality they to it. it. They needed something. Um, I love Pat McAfee, but like I, I've touched on before, I'm on Pat McAfee overdose, and maybe if he just wasn't on game day the entire show. Right. And, and I think he's actually stepping away from it. Like, this is going to be his last season. He's going to have a role, but it's going to be smaller and right. going forward. I think, yeah, that, that they could even use him a little bit you know, come in at, at, at the end of the show and give his like top three games of the week or whatever. But uh, as a whole, as a whole, and the CBS pregame show is awful. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I, even know they had one. I, I'll be yeah, honest, with you. I've never, never watched it. it. Now the SEC one's not bad, but uh, SEC Network that one's and not bad. The Big Ten one isn't very good, but uh, Fox. That's a great point you brought up, Fred, because they've really grown that in what the oh, last four years definitely I, would say. I mean hell that that announcer the guy that does what's his name i'm talking about gus it. johnson and no, uh, the guy that's with him the uh, color guy joel uh, Klatt. joel, Klatt. joel yeah. Klatt is like gary he's, he's tremendous gary's my boy danielson right. but joe Klatt is freaking uh really really good i used to be a big gary johnson fan or whatever but um or Who? Gus Johnson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I used and to he, love Gus Johnson. The past three weeks, he has been rowdy. out of control, and somebody yeah, needs to tame him down a little, a little bit. crazy. Because that, like, I don't know if somebody got in his ear and said, you need to, like, amp this up a little bit more. <laughs> but he went from being this amazing, like, you know, I don't want to say monotone, but very professional guy. Right. To just, like, yelling like Dick Vitale yeah, now. Yeah, throwing nicknames yeah. in and things like that. Yeah, it, it's I gotten out it. of control, but. Oh, well. what did he call? Uh, he kept Mercedes or a Maserati. 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 Marvin he was doing it last week with whoever was playing on there. He, oh. I mean, it was he's a little over the top, but yeah, I still find him wildly entertaining. Oh, and, and, and yeah, for 12 o'clock, man, when you're just still drinking your coffee, get him, get him out there and start calling. I love it. Um, but, uh, dude, are you drinking coffee at noon? Well, I was going to say, why are you still <laughs> drinking coffee at noon? I don't know. Uh, but I hey, wanted, good stuff. And I wanted quickly to get you guys's at this point in the season, with all the uh, data that we have right now, uh, who do you guys like to win the Heisman Trophy? I know I'm just springing that on you Ooh, right off the wow. bat. We hadn't talked about it before the show, but uh, I know there has been a little bit of movement, different people uh, thinking different ways. Who do you like for the Heisman tune? This is a two-horse race. It's Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Um, and the Pac-12 championship game is going to determine that. Whoever wins out in that game, and I I'm sorry, Travis, I don't want to take a shot, but I think that Oregon's going to win that game the second time, and I think Bo Nix has just looked like a more solid, consistently good quarterback. And I, I can feel live like, with that. I feel like it's his to lose. So, but again, if Penix shows out, they beat him. That's that's Penix. Who do you think's number three? Uh, hmm. Jalen Milrow. I don't. I think that would be a. You can't do that. Number three in what the the betting odds? No, in the Heisman. I think he's going to get invited. Oh, well, he'll probably get invited just because he well, plays I mean, for only Bama. Three but get invited. Can you? Well, doesn't it, not not only three. Bama. There's been five be invited before, but I don't I think. Curious I don't that, think that a, he's looked a like a Heisman off. player this year. I mean, he's carrying the team. 
Pretty much. If it didn't, sh- if you didn't see it Saturday, you're Your never going to see it. Your defense is carrying the team. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's not. No. He's getting hot though. He's coming. He, he's. Jane Daniels is out. Yeah, but he you lost. can't give a Heisman to somebody losses. that's getting hot. I think Milrow has done exactly what they need him to do as quarterback of this. Alabama we don't football run the ball team. that much. We don't throw the ball that much. It's pretty he's, much him scoring. He's done what he needs to do. I think in no way, shape, or form is he a Heisman Trophy I'm not saying he's going to win winner. it. I'm mm-hmm. not saying he's going to win it. I mean, I, I would think Marvin Harrison Jr. Was. would be over him. That's, okay. I was okay. going to say it has to okay. be. I yeah. think number three has to be Marvin okay. Harrison Okay, Maybe Jr. even the wide receiver from Florida State. Keon Coleman, uh, but Keon he's, he hasn't been healthy. He's so kind of off and on. Well, Wilson's been out more than him. Yeah. Um, no, uh, he's been great, but I know you have people... to be absolutely amazing and not miss a game if you're going to win it as a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, right. No, I hear you. That's right. Well, I'm going to answer Travis's question. I'm going to say Penix. That's my pick. I, I mean, win I, or lose, I think he's the best quarterback I, in college, in college gonna... football. But but to I Tuna's think point, Daniels is, is right there with those two. But the problem is no, is that LSU losses. has three he's losses, out. so he's out. he's out. Yeah. But as far as saying the best quarterback, I think you could lump I those would, three. I would probably put him. Could Georgia's too. quarterback slide into that? Uh, I just I, I'm not a fan Without of that kid. Brock Bowers. I, I'm biased on this, so I'm I'm going to keep my mouth shut. He could slide in. Yeah. Hey, no, I want you to. I want you to be biased. I want. I want to hear what you think I about that. He could slide in there. I mean, he is arguably their MVP, I, especially with Bowers gone. Now, can you name their running back? You couldn't name any Georgia running backs. Well, for like I the could past few when years, I was going against them, I could. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know, man. Carson Beck just doesn't look. I know, but I'm talking, I mean, if you're talking, talking SEC quarterbacks, Jackson the, Darts look better than anybody I'm, no, no, in no, no, SEC. No. I'm talking four games down the line. Four games or three or four games down the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if he goes out and he beats um, Bama's defense in the SEC, if if he has an outstanding performance against Ole Miss this right, weekend, right, and he beats. Um, Alabama in the SEC right. championship game, and he looks good doing it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's all like it's hard for me to go with these teams that are winning other ways besides their quarterbacks. I know. You can't just give a Heisman to a, a well, quarterback on the before. best team. They I know have they have. I, I know they times. have. But I don't, I, that doesn't mean that I like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Heisman's many, supposed to go to the best player in college come, football. Come to mind. Well, uh, from from that scenario, there's no doubt. Yeah, but like like I said, if you're naming off like SEC quarterbacks, Jason Jackson White. Dart has had a better season than Jalen Milrow right. and Carson Beck. Right. So I he didn't play good against Bama, and 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 obviously <laughs> I mean, he did. He did not. He did not. Uh, he is, didn't play that great against Tulane either. This is going to play out for the next. Yeah, and it will. It will. But it weeks. is interesting to see how that will play. But yes, Penix and. Bo Nix are definitely the front runners. Some people are going to mention the Michigan quarterback, JJ McCarthy. I don't know his name because he ain't played nobody. <laughs> JJ McCarthy. Them. And here's here's an interesting. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Fred, because I read a uh, column today uh, by a guy who is a Heisman voter, who said he would not vote for McCarthy for the Heisman. 
because of the sign-stealing sign scandal. Mm. And Say I would, that real fast. I would like to hear what... And, <laughs> We did not discuss this before we started recording tonight. I didn't plan to bring it up, but since you brought that up, Tuna, I want to know what you think about that uh, from the standpoint. His argument, I'm just going to tell you what his argument was. He was set up to succeed because his coaches knew what defenses were going to be played on, you know, during a ball game. Now, the guy still has to go out and make the plays. We, I'm, I'm not sure that we know, I don't think we do, exactly uh, the, the, the depth of the scandal and exactly how they were cheating. But do you think that that should have any sort of, uh, any sort of feeling as far as should you say i'm not going to vote for this guy because of that scandal not right now no because it hasn't we don't know all the facts yet like obviously everything's pointing in one direction but that's typically how things go in news stories now let's pretend uh-huh let's pretend that i come to you and i say okay michigan they were guilty in in what they say they they were stealing these signs they did it would you not vote for him for the heisman strictly because of that that wouldn't be the reason i would i wouldn't vote for a guy okay that's that's just me i I think you do you still have to execute and i i agree like your numbers may be stat like padded a little bit from that but still like Dion said, man, I'll tell you exactly what we're going to do. Right. It's up to you to stop it. Well, and uh, that's what I was I, yeah, I was going to get to. <clears throat> you shouldn't penalize the kids, but the coach should definitely be penalized. Hey, look, David Letterman. <laughs> and there's Pat McAfee. Um, Does he really have to wear a muscle shirt at the game? Well, I don't like, think he owns shirts on. with sleeves. I really um, don't. And I'm fine with that. And, uh, and Fred, what do you think I, well, about that? I, I, like I just said, I think that the kids shouldn't be penalized, but the coach should. And now. Well, not and, later. But like we were talking about, we we don't know the depth of exactly what happened. I'm more was speaking of the hypothetical of <clears throat> let's just pretend that the that the coaches did have that. Would it keep you if you were a Heisman voter? Would it keep you from voting for a guy to get invited to no to New York? Okay, no, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't me. I don't think it would me either. Honestly, uh, it was an interesting article. I would. Uh, it is interesting. I want to check it out. I mean, you, knowing the knowing the defense is not like breaking tackles. It's not. You know, he's still elusive on the field. He still makes some nice throws when he has to, and. I don't know. There's just, like I said, stats may be padded a little bit, but I can't see where that would. If you uh, have an opportunity, uh, look up. Uh, the article was in the Indianapolis Star uh, from Greg Doyle, uh, who wrote that article today. And uh, that's a shout-out again to uh, uh, to Colin, because Colin doesn't like Greg Doyle very much, so I'm sure he will disagree with that, with whatever 
Greg Doyle's position was on that. I know Greg. I Doyle. feel that, Colin. I happen to really like him. I think he's a great writer, but I disagreed with him on this particular column, which is fine. Uh, but I just thought it was an interesting discussion to bring up, and I'm glad that uh, you brought that up, Fred. Um, now, one thing we did not touch on last week, because it was such a busy week with everything else going on, was the NFL. This week, uh, the NFL slate, I think when we were talking uh, in our little pre-show meeting, uh, what we figured out there were three or four games that might be of any sort of interest. Uh, Tuna, is there anything that you're looking at this week or anything that has happened thus far in the season that you would say is either a surprise or something you're looking forward to this week uh, as the season goes ahead? I don't know what he's going to say. What? None. The quarterback play's been awful. It has been. It's been terrible. But I, I do think that, I mean, we have, what, maybe five teams that have a legitimate shot to win a Super Bowl. Outside of that, maybe six. I'll, I'll give you I six. got to put Lamar in there. Lamar. Like, so we'll say Baltimore, Philly. Here, let's go to the NFC. Okay. Let's say um, San Francisco, Philly, and Detroit. Right. Outside of that, I don't see anybody winning a Super Bowl. Um, Who do you see? And Detroit's a stretch. I love that team. I love I mean, Dan Campbell, but they have yet I, I to get, be. I get my I get my conferences mixed up, but I do think the Saints are playing really well. Right they now. they're not going to win a Super Bowl. You don't, you don't no, think they can. no, 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 no. Super Bowl. I mean, it, yeah, Super Bowl is the same as it has been. It's the Eagles, Forty Niners, uh, uh, Eagles, Forty Niners. Um, Chiefs. Chiefs. Well, all right, so let's go to the I AFC. So I just named up. three from the NFC that could yeah. do it. You could Bengals. maybe some people yeah, think the that da- I will when I get to the AFC. Okay. The NFC, so you have you have Dallas that a lot of people think, I don't think they will. No, I don't think they have a shot at anything. Um, I think they can, they'll can. they be in the playoffs, but the way they the, the, they can't score. Uh, no, they're, it's, it's, it's rough. I Coaching mean, and everything. They're playing better now, but – that like they confuse the hell out of me. I I I don't know what McCarthy's doing. I think he's uh, confused as hell too. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> so and someone said he's calling defense and offensive. Play. And I I really do think that Detroit has a team good enough yes. to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. The big problem there is the experience, but we've seen inexperienced teams make the Super Bowl. Right. So I, I would say that the D- Detroit falls in that. Going over to the AFC, you're going to have the Bengals the Ravens, and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs. Outside of those three, what team in the AFC has a legitimate shot to uh, win a Super Bowl? I, I, I don't think they do. I think that's it. I, I do. I think Cleveland could Cleveland be a stretch. Cleveland has a really the top one, of the, maybe top one or two defenses out Them there. and San Francisco but, uh, are probably. play is like they, they, get got, they can run the ball. Uh, Cooper's out there. But their quarterback play is what scares me. The about football Cleveland. gods will never allow Cleveland to win a Super Bowl as long as Watson is the quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't think I think Watson's the guy that can't get that job done. Um, but uh, the 49ers have been pecking on that door, and McCaffrey has to be healthy at the end. If he's not, count them out again. Uh, I do think their quarterback. Well, I mean, really just acquiring good. Chase Young 
and yeah, that, that's and huge. deadline that yeah. was already that was insanely a loaded like talent wise defense and then you're gonna and add that was a great move did you see uh his introductory press conference when he came in and you know they said what's the difference between where you came from and where you're at now and <laughs> you know it's like it seems like an obvious thing to say but it's also kind of an indictment of his preview came he goes well, as soon as I walked in the door, I realized this was a winning building. <laughs> this was a winning culture. Like I could tell within 20 minutes of being here, this this organization is all about winning. That's what you can go through the NFL, and there are organizations that just have that culture around them no matter what. Like, let's look at the Steelers. Obviously, they are struggling talent-wise. Um they're still sitting at what five and three, six and three, sure, five and three right now, um, three and two in their division. That's a culture. The Steelers are just a well-ran organization. Dude, can we give a shout out to their head coach, Mike Tomlin? Is one Mike of the best. Tomlin. Ever I mean, a man of few words, but when he talks, people listen. Whether it be good or bad, you want to talk about a guy that can keep a team. I mean, have the Steelers ever been really bad? Well, not since no. we, not since we've been alive. No, but man, I'm telling you, that guy stays out of the limelight so much that everybody just forgets about him. I would almost say that. But man, that guy, God. the Steelers, uh, Chuck Knowles, last couple of years as head coach, things had taken a dip, and then Bill Cowher comes in, the thing goes. Right back up. Yeah. And then, you know, they win a Super Bowl. They make a Super Bowl, lose it. They win a Super Bowl. And then Tomlin, he came in right after Cower, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, my God. He's that's, had to handle a lot of difficult decisions and so forth with Roethlisberger and all that. Think about this, guys. That's three head coaches in what? Oh, 40 years? Yeah, it's insane. I mean, yeah, he's easily the longest tenured coach, right? But and, it's, and Belichick's behind him. Isn't that right? It's three and head coaches Harbaugh. in about 40 years? Yes. Yeah. Which is unheard of insane. in the NFL. It's I insane. mean, that is winning culture. The Colts had that right. winning culture uh, when the whole time that Peyton Manning was there. Uh, didn't matter what else was going on. They They had that culture. And I think the Chiefs have that culture now. Uh, the 49ers have that culture now. The Chiefs have only – I've been a fan since Christian Okoye, and we're talking late 80s. Um, we've only really had a bad, bad team for two of the years that I've been a fan. <clears throat> so, yeah, they that's just a well-ran organization out there. But you can take – Say if you just took, like, teams and you transplanted them into different uniforms with a different head coach. So, if you took the Chargers and you put them in oh. out there and you put them in Pittsburgh wearing Steelers uniforms with Mike Tomlin coaching them, I think that would be an undefeated team right now. Yeah. Or, or you know, one of the top teams in they football. They could be. Yeah. That's, I mean. He cuts out all the bullshit. 
He really does. <laughs> you know and what I mean? The Chargers are just way wow. too talented to be sitting there at 4-4 four and four Let me like ask that. you a question. It's talk, we haven't really talked about a sneaky team that's good that has no one's really even talking about is, is Lamar and the Ravens. They have a really good defense, as they normally do, but I think their defense is better this year than it has been the last four years. Boy, they really rattled Geno Smith last week, didn't they? Look, <laughs> hey, they oh. did. They did. And Geno's one of them guys that he's not a, gr- a fantastic quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's been around and he seen ain't everything. scared to throw the ball all over the place and still lose. He couldn't do nothing. He was completely rattled. I'm telling you, the, 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 that is a team to look out for. If And Lamar, you know. They got us. Everyone has to stay healthy. I get it, but uh, you know, speaking of healthy, Jalen Hurts, you know who he's going to play banged up no matter what. That's just his mentality. But you know, he's got he's starting to have some issues, and I think the Eagles will go as far as he will. Uh, Which there. I don't really get because that offensive line's loaded. They have one of the best yeah. running back rooms. From top to bottom in the yeah, league, get you a little burp in there. Yeah, that's um. Get you a little. Belch I didn't. In I there. didn't hit the burp button. I'm gonna. Uh, He's just finishing his tuna helper. I'm gonna make a note of that at 104. I need to edit out tuna's burp. Oh no, we want. No, nah, just we keep want. it in there. I'll probably leave it in. <laughs> just keep it in there. But yeah, no, I well, agree with. But you. Yeah, no, but seriously, their wide receivers, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, and their tight end Dallas Goddard. That there's way too much talent on that team like right. they are loaded and i think they're gonna get it together sirianni's a good coach did you mention buffalo uh no because i don't think they can win a super bowl wow i think they can no i think that defense is missing too many key players i agree um, that is their they do their not have a running point. game that that's which is they just was, picked up leonard fournette dog yeah that's <laughs> I Look, think so did I. By the you way, you get in the playoffs and Lenny may do something because he always goes crazy well, in the get, playoffs. He, didn't, he was nowhere to be found. Uh, the I last think game. I thought he might. I get think out Buffalo there. has gone from the point for me where I thought, and I would have to go back and listen to our show that was the NFL preview. But I'm pretty sure that I thought they were going to be the AFC champions, and I don't think they have a shot. The way they're playing right no. now. I think the 40, my choice for the Super Bowl champions is the 49ers. I think they've been pecking on that door. They've had some heartbreak losses in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs. And I think this is their year. I just, especially if McCaffrey is healthy. I know you're wondering if that quarterback can get them through. I don't think Brock Purdy can do it, man. But I, I think they have so many other guys when Curtis Samuel gets back. And uh, right, isn't that right, Curtis Sam? Yeah, mm-hmm. and and they've no, got Curtis I, Samuels no, out not at Washington. Debo, Samuel, Debo, Debo, Debo. When Debo gets back, uh, and then you got Ayuk, and you've got these other guys. You got the tight end who's a badass. Uh, I just think those guys uh, are just purring right along. Can they play from behind? That's my biggest question with them. Yeah. They should never have to. With a defense like that, they should never have to. And we've seen over the past three weeks that they cannot play from behind. Yeah. Um, that's the problem with them. But like we always talk about, NFL is a week-to-week league, so we don't know what they're going to come with coming out of here. Right. And if I had to put you guys on the spot right now, and the, obviously we're going to talk about this for the rest of the season, but – 
If I had to put you guys on the spot right now, who's in the Super Bowl tuna? Uh, I'm going to say, man. I'm going to say Philly and Baltimore. What? You bastard. That is exactly who I was going to pick. I I think that's what it's going to be. That's exactly who I was going to pick. Yeah. Um, I was going to take the Eagles in Baltimore. And I thought I was going to be flying under the radar. That's a unique. <laughs> I've got a, something unique to say here. But that that's exactly who I'm going to take right now. Yeah. Baltimore really kind of has all the weapons to do it. Um, the big thing is, like, we have to see Lamar win in the playoffs. We have not seen that yet. That's right. I think he's been in the league long enough. He's seasoned enough. He has a different offensive coordinator that actually lets him throw the ball a little bit. And he's starting to use his legs a lot more now. I, I don't know. I, I like this. He's got some receiver help. Odell Beckham actually had a decent game against Seattle he last scored. week. Which, if you can get him going and settled back in a little bit, people forget like how good he was in that playoff run with the Rams. Oh, I know. Um so they get him going. That little rookie Zay Flowers is, is pretty legit. Obviously, they're tight ends. That's a, they're a scary team, and you play defense and you can move the ball just a little bit. That's a team. Um, Jody is taking uh, the Dolphins and the Eagles, which uh, to the me Dolphins is going, got no shot. Yeah, to do they're, they're, I agree. Uh, they're dead in the water. <laughs> um, but I will say this. Oh, Fred, go ahead. Who you who you taking? If I have to put you on the spot right now, two teams, who's going to make the Super Bowl? I'm going. I would think San Francisco. I'm going Bengals 49ers. Okay. Bengals 49ers. Honestly, that's a great pick. Both those teams are very legit and could do it. We have a a fun matchup this weekend on Fox. Um, It's um, the 49ers are going to Duval County, Florida to play Jacksonville. At Jacksonville. At Jacksonville, which... Buddy, Jacksonville's defense has been playing better. They have. And I don't see them doing very... I, I see Jacksonville coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a tough San game San Francisco's for coming San off Francisco's a bye. San Francisco's also coming off a bye. And you talk about a that's team be that a hell needs of a, a win. Good San call. Francisco needs a win. Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah, yes, that's, they a, do. that's a good and call, Jacksonville man. needs a statement win. And, and I want to say one more thing that I was going to say when you said Detroit. I think we're going to find out this week what kind of team Detroit is. Now, they're just playing the Chargers. It's a pick em, But coming off a of bye week, I want to see how mature they are and how they handle that. They should take care of business against the Chargers. And if they don't, then I'm not counting them in any longer, any further along. See, I don't even season. think they should play this game. I think they should just put, like, Dan Campbell and Brandon Staley – out in the middle of the field and just let Dan Campbell kick the shit out of him. For I was three gonna hours. say there wouldn't I'm be much. Saying, there wouldn't be much nah, of a just fight. Just throw him around like a rag doll. <laughs> That's what and I'm saying. They, and, if if, if, if yeah. Detroit comes in there off a bye, <laughs> takes care of business, and doesn't show some of the last five years, <laughs> then I'm gonna really think of them uh, at moving forward. Um, they've so I'm I'm really gonna pay attention to that game too. Um, but no, I do. That's a great call, Tuna. That game is the game of the week. The the Browns, Ravens, uh, Lions, Chargers, and Forty ers Jags. Yeah, Browns, three, Ravens gonna be great. As three big well. games. Yeah. And of course, don't forget the uh, 
Colts and the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> I, I th- God, looking back at Colts Patriots, you know some of the suit, some of those games. Like, are they gonna make this? It all a lot of that been pinning on the goddamn weather. You know, like yeah. oh man, Manning has to go to to uh, New England and and play in the cold. You know what I mean? And and I, well, of course, it was uh, one of the best. And, uh, and he can't play in the cold. He can't was, get it done. It was one of the best rivalries in the yeah. NFL. That really was a fun stretch. Isn't though, it funny how for a lot of years how Manning and Tom Brady and them on the sidelines every time they came out had iPads and and. They had papers getting printed out, and they had clipboards and all this, and everybody's all looking at everything. And Joe Burrow just sits over there on the side of the bench with his helmet off and looks like your boy from Home Alone waiting for his next. It's the weirdest thing ever. Like, he doesn't look at nothing. He doesn't talk to anybody. He's a really weird dude. Not even a receiver comes over there and says anything (laughs) to him. Pay attention to the next game. No, he is. He's a weird dude. It is the weirdest thing ever, Travis. I'm like, how does he not? (laughs) Wouldn't you want to try to do the most you can do? Mm -mm. But he just sits over like, don't talk to me. Don't touch me. My helmet's off. I don't want anyone around me. And he sits there and just looks into space. It's the weirdest thing because you have to know that you you know that you saw two Hall of Fame, maybe the greatest quarterbacks ever, both of them just trying to get all the knowledge they can get during a game. You know what I mean? And it's just the weirdest thing to see him just sit there like I no, he's I, look, you get no argument from like me. He's, I, a, he's a weird dude, but like he's good and there's no denying that. I don't know. And I, 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 I didn't know of anyone to else talk about that. the Brady Peyton Manning rivalry. We got the new one now, and I, I think it is Peyton or uh, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes and Joe is Burrow getting information from but people. Mahomes and Burrow are the new Manning Brady. Yeah, they like the Bengals Chiefs have become the new matchup, and like there's a reason the NFL put them both on on New Year's Eve this year because every game that they've had together over the past three seasons has been incredible. Um, so, yeah, New Year's Eve, put that in the books. Bengals, Chiefs again. I'm sure they'll meet up in the playoffs again, maybe. Hope not, because uh, I'm sick of seeing you guys. <laughs> well, you won't be in my garage bar. That's for damn sure. Uh, maybe for like 20 minutes I will God, be. I'm going to leave the kerosene in there. <laughs> uh, um, college basketball just uh, tipped off this week. We've got a whole season season to talk about that. Um, from a local standpoint, as we touched on earlier, uh, Louisville is looking like they're going to struggle again this year. Uh, Kentucky has all the pieces, whether they can put them together <laughs> or not. they have Calipari. Whether they can put them together <laughs> or not is always the question. Sorry, John. Do In- your job. Indiana has a lot of uh, new young talent. Uh I watched their game last night. I thought, you know, there's a lot of work to do, but I thought there was some promising things there. Uh, We will get into college basketball for sure uh, as the season. Who's your pick to win it all, Travis? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I think I think UConn is a team that I'm going to look forward to watching. I was Uh, I I was actually they lost a couple guys. It was funny. I was uh, I was thinking that 
Michigan State was my number one team. And then they uh, got beat at home by James Madison. But the, that's a great thing about college basketball is those games really don't mean anything for good teams. I, I lost to James Madison in the first game of the year. It's not going to keep Michigan State out of the tournament. You know, oh, and buddy, you're like I, I'm gonna have to spend at least a week on figuring out all this transfer shit in basketball. You think it's hard in football? It's way oh, harder yeah. in basketball to find out where everybody went now. Yeah, I mean, they have there are people all over the place. I mean, it, it it's gonna take take me half the season. <coughs> and the NBA is really just getting into. Uh, Starting to get into full swing. I've got the, uh, I know Ike is, is going to be listening to this. And I had texted him before the Pacers game. This is the first time I've been able to watch the Pacers at my own house in three years. Yeah, well, they're good. They're playing good. They are They are playing well. They're. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch uh, throughout the season. Um I did want to jump into... What about Wimbayana? What have you thought about Wimbayana? Now, let me tell you we something. We didn't really hit on him a lot during the... the uh, With Ike. But, I mean, even Tuna. I mean, Tuna, you've watched Wimbayana play so far this year, haven't you? No. Do you know who he is? Yes. You need to watch him. I know. He's the long French guy. I've seen his Halloween costume. The long costume. French guy. He was dressed like... Uh, Slender Man. Slender Man. And it was creepy <laughs> as hell. Yes, it was. Uh, he looked just like him. But no, he's. Uh, I've, I haven't seen him play yet, but just looking at him, he's a freak, man. I actually just... I, I watched his, uh, his warm-up routine on social media. Somebody filmed his warm-up routine. And just watching a guy that size handle the basketball the way that he can. And I know that, you know, it, 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 we've been trending in that direction since uh, Kevin Durant, really. But watching the way that he could handle and how quick he was, I, I just, I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that in <clears throat> basketball. And, uh... I, well, the best player in the league is a center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that, not not as tall, not quite as tall, but good God. I mean, how can you, how in the world can you compete with the Nuggets when you have their uh, a center that uh, averages, is averaging a triple-double? Uh, and I'm talking not a light triple-double, like 15, 11, and 12. I'm talking 35, 19, and 14. And and uh, and let me just state for the record, in the NBA there is no such thing as a light triple. Right? Double. No, you're right. It's hard to do it's that. No, to matter do, no matter what. But what Jokic is doing, bringing the ball down, not it's sweating, uh, it's unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, as the season goes on, we'll get more into the NBA. Uh, as I said, we'll get more into college basketball. But the time has come now to for some of us to keep our streak going and for some of us to get back on the horse and make amends for our horrible showing last and, week. And I want people to also know, guys, uh, people out there, 
Yes, we bet picked three games. But I hate to tell you that I crushed three parlays this weekend on Friday night. $210. So Nobody if you're cares. going by our three measly picks on Wednesday night, let me tell you something. You must not have bet Florida. Yeah, let me tell you something. We are winning. Now, we're losing two, but I'm just letting you know. And I When think- I got more time to look at it and see if there's any injuries and this, that, and the other, we're doing pretty good over here besides just three games. And I think those picks are the ones you should do at the end of the show when I throw it around the room. But right now, we have our three picks – and and that uh, that we think uh, everybody should take this week, and uh, Tuna, I am going to start with you. All right, starting out, we're going to ride with Michigan as four and a half point favorites over Penn State. Easy, easy. That's that should be close to a nine point spread, um, and that's just because it's it's at Beaver Stadium. Yep. Um, other than that, I, I don't see it. I like Kansas minus three and a half at home versus Texas Tech. Uh, like we said, Kansas has been hot. They're going to keep it going. You, so we're on the <laughs> we same both page. Have to. Okay. And then the next one is oh, um, it's so trappy that I'm almost skeptical about betting it. But Oklahoma State minus two and a half at Central Florida. Okay. Like what? What the hell's going on? I mean, I there? get it, but Gus scares me. There's just something about Central Florida that so, scares me. And they're I like know, Kansas State. They're they're unpredictable. They've got one Big Twelve win. I know, and it was Cincinnati, know, they who people, has no Big Twelve I wins. I agree. I agree. And they have played certain teams tight, but no, go with I, it, baby. That two and a half, like if it got to three and a half, I, I wouldn't go with it. But two and a half is just sitting there. Um, one thing that I, I, I want to throw this in there, I'm going to stay away from this week. And I've been betting a lot of overs with USC that Oregon USC over at 73 and a half. I feel like this is the week that the tide turns and it goes under that. Oh, well, I'm not betting the under, well, who but I'm bet not betting the over. Who would bet over 73? Well, I wouldn't. I have for the life. past two weeks and have won out. Okay. Like, because, yeah, I mean. We all hammered the They've been going Washington, over 100 USC. points. Yeah, like, I hear you. Like, that, they covered uh, last week in, the in what, the, the first half, didn't they? I, the the yeah. Colorado-Oregon over was, like, almost 80, and I crushed that under. But. Cal put up 48 points on USC. I get it. So, anyway, um, that was easy. This week, I'm staying away from that 73. USC got a new defensive coordinator. Uh, I think USC is going to start to struggle a little bit offensively against this Oregon defense. So, I don't see that big of a shootout going on there. So, my three are definitely going to be Oklahoma State, Michigan, and Kansas. And your lock is? Uh, Michigan, definitely. All right. Michigan Fred, minus four. I can't believe this. I mean, do we? Ha- should we just say the same ones? I can't believe this, but yeah. Whatever your games are, okay, that's what you say. My three games. I have – this is hilarious. We haven't even talked about this <laughs> nope. at all. I have the Kansas Jayhawks at home, giving four to Texas Tech. And my lock – is Michigan? I know. I know what uh, one of our counterparts has 
and it ain't that one. Uh, Michigan at home, or, or Michigan easy given Penn State six. I mean, if, if they can't beat Penn State by more than six and they're this great, forget it. Or whatever. Wait, that it is. line's not six. Whatever it is, is it? four and a half. What, what game? Four and a, what, game? Uh, what is it? Four and a half. What game did you just say? Michigan. It's four and a half. Four and a half. I meant four and a half. Uh, and then I am going. I think I'm going to bet alternate spread on that. And for take the, it up to I'm about going. Eight. Fred's looking at that damn card. I yeah. Am. Which the lines are totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm taking who. I mean. Uh, when I have my team circled, it doesn't matter what the line is. I'm taking who I'm taking. Fred still calls his bets into Jimmy the Fish. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I. It is what it is. Uh, I do know what the under is of Iowa Rutgers people twenty eight points five, and guess what? I'm taking the under, as usual, and the under as usual would be. A winner. Well said. That's it. <laughs> I'm taking Kansas minus three and a half against Texas Tech. Ooh. I'm taking Oklahoma State <laughs> minus two and a half versus UCF. I'm taking Minnesota plus one against Purdue with my lock being Kansas. Colin is taking Missouri plus one and a half against uh, against Tennessee. I like that. <laughs> He's been sticking I, I like with Missouri. That a lot. He's taking Rutgers plus one against Iowa. Oh, and then kind of out of left field, he is taking Old Dominion plus thirteen and a half against Liberty. Are they the Monarchs. Oh, damn! Is Liberty undefeated? <laughs> I think Liberty's undefeated, folks. I don't know, but I hope if they are that they get their ass beat this weekend. They are undefeated, uh, I think. Jody. Oh, Jody has a is taking Maryland minus two and a half. They are playing. <laughs> oh, Does it matter? Maryland is scary <laughs> to bet. Oh, that. hold on. <laughs> I just saw that because I had I had considered uh, picking them as one of my. Let me picks. look at my card and I'll tell y'all. <laughs> I don't even think they're on here. Yeah, my my computer doesn't even like Maryland. Like I I yeah. can't get anything oh. Maryland on. Oh, oh Maryland's playing, a pick them, isn't it? They're playing Nebraska at Nebraska. I at think Nebraska. Yeah, and. Favored by two and a half. That's a yeah. that's a tough. That's t- uh, Nebraska lost at home last week. Uh, he is taking LSU minus thirteen and a half as his lock, and then he's also jumping on the Liberty Old Dominion game, but not uh, betting the spread or the money line. He is taking over <laughs> fifty nine and a half. Okay. I would assume that Jody's really been studying Old Dominion this year, knows how they run their offense. and lost. Well, everybody oh, should be studying Liberty because they've been on TV four times this year, and they're very good. Very good. Them and James Madison, I think, are both still undefeated. So hopefully we can, uh, we can get back over 500 uh, 
as a group next week. I'm positive that we will. Of course, we all pick. <laughs> we all picked we all pretty picked, much we the all same picked shit. A lot, we all picked a lot of the and same games. And didn't even discuss it. Nope. Um, and uh, I'm going to throw it around the room quickly. Uh, Tuna, final thoughts. Uh, I really got nothing. There's a Louisville game, big one tomorrow night. Uh, and it's actually going to be kind of cool. It's going to be a glow game, which when I seen this on the I'd schedule, never start heard of, of the season, I think it's going to be neat. I didn't know what to expect. And I was like, why are we doing something special for the Virginia game? Uh, I don't know. It, it's like our, our uniforms look kind of cool. They got like the, uh, stickers that glow in the dark and the, the lettering and the numbers, uh, fans are, um, Asked to bring glow sticks light and bright. light brights and whatever they can get their hands on that glows. I don't know. I'm something. kind of looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be kind of be cool on the looking on TV. So, uh, and I know Freddie's going to be at the game. I will be there uh, having a good time. Good deal, man. Can't wait to run into some old friends. Call your bird, Freddie. Are you going to yes, wear a glow sir. stick tomorrow no, night? No, I might Fred? wear my slim, good body uh, sweatsuit that has <laughs> ribs and femurs and radiuses all showing that glow up. I'm going to try to find that metatarsals and everything. <laughs> Fred, what are your final thoughts tonight? Uh, my final thoughts are. Hey, let's give a shout out to Josh Dobbs. Yeah. How in the hell yeah. do you go? How do you go to a team and don't even know who any of them are and win a football game in the NFL? Well, Josh Dobbs can do it. Uh, I think he deserves the ultimate shout out that this guy gets leaves his team, goes to another one. I even the announcers were saying that he hadn't didn't. Hardly even have the playbook for, what, three days, two days? And he wins an NFL game. Shout out to Josh Dobbs, who is second or third in the running for Rookie of the Year. Uh, Also, I want to say that, I mean, who doesn't want to talk about the Vegas Unders? Freddie wants to talk about it. And I want to say that my Iowa under is again going for the record, Vegas record at 28 and a half. If it does not uh, move up or down, Uh, looking back, that is breaking the record of two weeks ago, (laughs) Iowa and Minnesota at 30.5. Uh, that game turned out to be 12 to 10. Uh, then they went on to play Northwestern and that was 32, uh, last or last week. And they won 10 to seven. Uh, the week before that they played Wisconsin and really put points on the board 15 to 6. Uh, this Iowa team, if you, folks, if you're not just trying to bet the under and watching this Iowa team, it is almost comical. I lost a uh, $400 parlay betting four unders, and I called it my Iowa under special. So I felt like I had to bet Iowa minus five, and what happens? They kick a 52-yard field goal. Uh, to win 10-7 and I lose. Uh, But I did have all the unders. So, folks, keep an eye on these records in Vegas that are popping on the Iowa Hawkeyes and their under. Thank you. Uh, I want to let everybody know that next week there will not be a uh, new episode because I will be out of town. Uh, But we will be back up and running a 
two weeks from tonight. Rivalry week. On Rivalry Week, we will have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we'll have two weeks worth of stuff uh, to get through. Um, I think tonight uh, was was pretty fun, uh, <laughs> and I would I would uh, really encourage people if you haven't as of yet to uh, pay attention to Fred's unders because as much as we give him shit for betting these things. He seems to have a knack for picking these <laughs> each and every week, and especially that's a fact. And especially as it relates to Iowa, uh, everybody, uh, let's all throw five dollars on the uh, Iowa under this week and see how we all let's do. Let's break the record. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Jody back here behind me for running the whiteboard, uh, and for the big fella, the tuna country, Matt Kemp. And the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. This is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody.